It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's like, you know, you're seeing the Power Rangers movie though, right? Oh, I will at some point. I'm really worried it will just be bad. I obviously expect it to be bad, but I'm worried it's going to be bad. I've heard it's, I think it's, actually, you know, the only person I, I know who's been sick has terrible taste. And he said it's great, so. It's something, because you can see how you could do quite a good John Hughes-style Power Rangers movie, which some of the adverts have suggested they'll do, <laughs> but my hope is more than they will try and spectacularly fail. Can we maybe talk about Liverpool instead? This is a Manhattan-bound B-Express train. The next stop is Grand Street. Mind the gap. Welcome to Skylines, the City Metric podcast. I'm John, and we don't have Stephanie this week, but we do have two other very exciting people with us. From the New Statesman Politics Desk, we have uh, Mr. Stephen Bush. Hello. And Mr. Patrick McGuire. Hello. And we are going to talk about one of the less discussed city regions that's going to get a mayor in the next few weeks is uh, the Liverpool city region from which uh, Patrick himself hails and um, where Stephen's just returned from. So let's talk Merseyside. Firstly, why are we not just calling it Merseyside? Can someone explain this to me? What? Oh, I mean, would you like to go? As, as the deracinated uh, Merseysider, I'll... Uh, so basically, it, it is all of the uh, non-metropolitan county of Merseyside, which is five boroughs, Sefton uh, in the north, uh, Liverpool... St Helens, Wirral, and Knowsley. Ah, you got them all. I thought and, you and Holton. And Holton. Yeah. Which is which is Runcorn, where, of course, yeah, the indeed. surprisingly long-running sitcom Two Pints of Lager and a Packet of Crisps was set, I believe. I think that's the most important cultural artefact ever to come out of Runcorn. A great life hack. If you ever want to uh, travel anywhere on Merseyside from London, get the train to Runcorn and then get in the car. It's much quicker than going to Liverpool. Unless you're going to Liverpool. In which case, go to Liverpool. Okay. So why is it not just Merseyside? Is it purely because Halton's in the mix as well? Uh, I, th- I think so. And also, I think it just sounds a little bit sexier if you call it the Liverpool City region. Isn't it also... Because pa- the thing with a lot of these, what they're called, is they're also partly about the weird internal politics of the whatever the combined authorities are. Yeah. So, I mean, that, which is a very good point, because I remember when Joe Anderson... The current elected mayor of Liverpool, when they set up just the Liverpool City rather than the city region. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When he, yeah, the current um, elected mayor of Liverpool City, that you know, as well leader of Liverpool City Council, when they set up the combined authority, uh, obviously had a sort of roundtable thing: who's going to be the chairman? And Joe Anderson wasn't made the chairman and kicked up a fuss and demanded he was made chairman by virtue of having the biggest clout and the biggest coffers by virtue of being the mayor of 
Liverpool. I think they made the uh, the leader of St. Helens Council the, the chairman in the first instance. So, as Stephen says, this is all about sort of the Liverpool show, as it were. Yeah, but I mean, it, firstly, like one of the stories I love about this stuff is that there was a point where it was going to be called the, let's see if I can get this right, the Horton, Nosley, Liverpool, St. Helens, Sefton and Wirral combined authority until Liverpool threatened to walk out thus rendering the whole thing ridiculous to sort of prove the point that without Liverpool, the rest are nothing. Mm. But I still don't understand why it's not just Merseyside. Why are they not calling it Merseyside? They had a perfectly good... No- and you're gonna get, it's going to get very confusing when there's a mayor of Liverpool and a mayor of the Liverpool city region, and they're both constantly fighting for attention and influence, which we'll come on to in a bit, but it just seems like the name is not going to help here. It will, I think it will de facto people refer to it as the, the Merseyside mayor. Yeah, when, when Labour people brief you about it, they describe it as the Merseyside mayor to differentiate it from the Liverpool mayor. Uh, I think people will will call it that anyway. Um, although Merseyside is also weirdly an invented local authority name, isn't it? From yeah. The 70s. Yeah, no, there's a real... Yeah, when they invent the 74 Metropolitan Authorities, not 74, the number 1974, it's surprising how many of them get named after rivers. So there's Merseyside, there's Avon... Humberside. Humberside, Tyne and Weir. Um, Cleveland is not a river. Cleveland is an area. But uh, my, my suspicion is it's kind of because you're often taking bits from different counties, a way of kind of making sure you weren't upsetting Lancashire or Cheshire or whatever it was, was to just kind of name it after the, the geographical feature that separates the two. So, so, yeah, all these names are made up at some point. One of the things I think is going to be interesting for a certain value of interesting about the the Merseyside contest is it's not really a contest. I mean, we know who the guy's going to be, right? Like, there's the, 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 they might as well... I mean, they're going to hold the election because it would be a bit weird if they didn't. But, you know, Steve Rotherham's got this, right? Um, yeah, I mean, by, he'll win it at a canter. I mean, it'd be very, very surprising if he didn't. I mean, not impossible. But that makes the dynamics of the race quite interesting. So I think... The differential turnout between, say, Liverpool and places like Southport, where, where I'm from, uh, which is the only part, one of two constituencies in that city region to have an MP who isn't a Labour MP. So Southport uh, is the the blessed John Pugh, uh, and Weaver Vale in Halton is Graham Evans of the Tories. Looking I at, think looking you're at, you're right. Yeah, hopelessly, and obviously we're all West had Esther McVeigh until uh, 2015, which is actually longer ago than I keep being really unnerved by how long ago the 2015 general election was. You've never quite got to grips with the idea of time, have you? No, it does. It does throw you. But I, well, because partly also because I, I tend to measure time by um, God, this is a cool sentence by elections, and um, we've only <laughs> had two, right? two elections since then and it's also weirded me out because there were so many electoral contests in 2016 but the year didn't move on anyway um <laughs> sorry sorry are you this is really getting off topic but are you saying that you were confused that for the whole of 2016 the year was 2016 well yeah you know you have an election and everyone's like oh maybe we'll do better next season we don't do better next well, like, season. Yeah, special correspondent Stephen bush there ladies and gentlemen <laughs> like sadiq winning um sorry to keep going down this uh Windy garden path, but between Sadiq winning right and Brexit, that seemed like ages. But yeah. what it was, yeah, it was six month, or seven six weeks. weeks yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was a long, long time. Um, so, so yeah, obviously, you know, he he will win. Uh, the interesting thing is on his leaflet. So I was I was down on the Wirral, um, you know, for social reasons. Uh, but because I'm wicked cool, I always try and collect 
leaflets from people's houses when I visit them. I once... I mean, I don't think it counts as stealing. If someone has, has left a leaflet on the floor of their drive, it's okay to wander down it and take the leaflet, I think. Um, so I was there, and I collected a lot of literature. And one of the interesting things is, one, Steve Rotherham is fighting it as if it were a marginal, and he's also fighting it on what may sort of... has kind of become the Labour mayoral candidate playbook. Um, here's who I am, in his case. So they've got one of those fake newspaper-style ones. Steve Rotherham, one of us... Uh, which I'm sorry is the most Liverpool slogan ever. What I like about all of the mayoral candidates is I feel you can explain so much about their respective cities based on the leaflets. So Sadiq is like, who's number one? We're number one. I'm your king. You want a king? Yeah, baby. Uh, Andy Burnham's is London. We're just as good as London. I'll fight anyone who says I'm not as good as London. And then Steve Rotherham's is like one of us, part of the community, etc., etc. Um, all of that kind of uh, of, of thing. But he's fighting it like a marginal, but he's also, every leaflet has the mayor, all, the mayor covers Knowlesley, Holton, yeah. mm. etc. No, no borough left behind. No, his, yeah, uh, which I think is partly about getting the turnout and, and trying to create this idea of, of who it is. They, they obviously have a, a problem that, you know, they have, they have two big funding problems coming down the track. One of which, of course, is care. Uh, they basically, you know, those authorities between them have done all of the things like, oh, we charge for the car park at the local beach now, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right? They've done all of, of of that kind of easy dealing with with cuts to your grant from the government, and the EU funding is also coming coming down the track as well. But yeah, his his no borough left behind stick is actually gives you an indication of the the only parts of the the uh, city region where the race will be interesting are Knowsley, where for the first time in years at the last locals, uh, the Lib Dems won two councillors. Um, and that speaks to a sort of broader disenchantment with one-party politics on Merseyside. The same in Southport, where Labour don't have a single councillor. And, that, you know, Rotherham, was in, Rotherham has been in Southport and uh, knows me quite a lot. Um, but those are the areas where the Lib Dems hope to win, say, 20 25% of the vote. They think, you know, their candidate is some sort of 20-something councillor, but they say, let's have a go at this. But they, they're in, under no illusions that... Because if I was them, I would have run John Pugh. Not, I get why you don't want to have the by-election, but in terms of building and strengthening his personal vote, it feels like a win-win situation yeah. to me. Um, but it, John Pugh is sixty something. Like you know, as much as I love the man, he isn't box office. Although he is by virtue of having been the MP for Southport for sixteen years at this point, Mister Southport. Um, but he isn't a sort of. He's also he's he's very keen to to be to be talked of more, which is why he's very keen to do any Lib Dem attack thing. Well, he's just like, look, whatever you want to say, I'm happy for <laughs> I will it to say be said. It, under, as long as yeah. you don't make me liable anyone. Um, yeah. So, uh, so so why is Rotherham fighting so hard? Because he could really he could just not show up and he would still win. I think to be honest, it's just that's one. That's the kind of guy Steve Rotherham is like. He, he he's not obviously you know, in oh god I'm going to forget was he Riverside or Walton 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 obviously in Liverpool Walton you know short of the Labour candidate going around killing every single Labour voter they would win you know it's it's like where I'm from in Hackney but um but he he's never sort of taken it for granted and there are more marginals in that region than it, it currently looks. We're all west is marginal, we're all south is marginal. Seth and central. Seth and central is marginal. Right, so there is like, it, it's, a, it's a campaigning local party yeah, so over the area. And there is also, and this gets us onto the other thing, 
the more votes he gets, the easier it becomes in his what will be a really fun subplot, which will be the fight between him and Joe Anderson. Uh, who also ran for the job, who most people expect to, was very much the choice of the Liverpool Labour establishment. Isn't that the point? He was the Liverpool Labour establishment, whereas Steve Rotherham is much more popular in the out of Yeah, well, I think... And he also had the Corbyn factor, because he is, you know, Corbyn's PPS. Yeah, and he had a lot of support from a lot of MPs, because he's he's widely agreed to be a lovely bloke, and so, you know, like, lots of people came down and campaigned campaign for him, etc, etc. But also, one of the interesting subplots, I think, in all of these mayoral selections is mostly what's happened is the revolt of the... I know outer is, is, is wrong geographically, but I think in a psychological sense, the revolt of the outer boroughs of these combined authorities against their centre, right? So why did Andy Burnham beat Oh, I always Tony get Lloyd. confused. Yeah, Tony Lloyd. I always do this weird, like, Richard Wright, Tony Lees. I, it just becomes this nightmare. Um, because the the rest of the boroughs of the Greater Manchester Mayor did not want the city of Manchester to get there, to get their met. Right? That that was basically what that was about. And there was something of that in play. Obviously, also, Joe has made, had to make a lot of cuts and has made a lot of people fairly, um, yeah, has made some... Yeah, made himself unpopular with some people. And also, of course, everyone would like to be the MP for Liverpool Walton. So there are multiple reasons why people voted for, for Steve over Joe, but he's he's not still not happy about that, is my understanding. And obviously he will want Liverpool to come first. Uh, and so the two of them will, will have lots of jousting. So it's also partly about that. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So how is that relationship going to play out? Because when you've got someone who is the mayor of Liverpool and someone who is the mayor of the Liverpool city region, both walking around with their own electoral mandates... And they have they, they come from slightly different positions within the Labour Party as well. I mean, how how are they? That's going to be that's going to be a fun relationship, right? I mean, How's that going to work? There will I think there will almost immediately be calls for Liverpool to revert to a, a leader and cabinet model. I think is the sort of immediate sort of Liverpool City Hall chronology angle on this um, because Joe Anderson isn't particularly well liked in the city. Like you need to read any story in Liverpool Echo, look at the Facebook comments. They're saying 
Joe. Obviously, it's a this is quite an egregious misunderstanding of how planning law works, but it's Joe, why are you building more student flats when people are going hungry sort of thing? And he is sort of associated, for better or worse, as Stephen says, with austerity and sort of, a, you know, at times sort of fairly cap-handed and self-aggrandising approach to local government. So it might just be expedient for certain people in the Liverpool Labour Party to kick Joe yeah, out of his that cushy would be interesting. job. No, I, I, I mean, tell, tell me if I'm wrong about this, but Joe Anderson always feels to me like a sort of party boss character. Yeah, he's a, he's, a mister, he's a Mr. Fix-It, and yeah. you know, he's, very good at, he's very good at that job. Yeah, and, he, and he, he also... I always feel a bit guilty about going like he's a Mr. Fix-It because you're like, oh, I'm saying and this, like, fat northern man is a Mr. <laughs> Yeah. But well, he also he, is, he, he is. and he also enjoys that kind of thing. So remember that bit early on in the Corbyn time when when people were trying to be nice about it. So they go, "It's been an interesting week." <laughs> yeah, and then that would be their code. I was at this kind of fundraiser um, just after I got married. It was very soul destroying because it was my wife's name and then like plus one. It's like, oh my god, it's already happened. Um, and she uh, is better than you. It's true. I mean, she uh, just is. Uh, and it was also very sultry because people kept asking me what I did. And it was just like, I'm Stephen Bush, I'm a big deal. <laughs> I didn't actually say that because that would be mad. Um, but he kind of was like, so-and-so said it was interesting. I thought it was interesting. He thought it was interesting. And he, you know, he, he he's always enjoyed that kind of thing. But it, it annoys people and you make... You make enemies. Like, it is why council leaders often don't get selected in parliamentary selections either, right? Because, you know, you've got to irritate people to be an effective council leader, right? There are... This is not true of all council leaders who become MPs. But in the main, particularly when the Tories are in power and they, you know, their, their standard thing is always to devolve cuts on local authorities. Mm. In the main, the people who become council lead, MPs as council leaders tend to leave chaos in their wake in their own local authorities because the way they have parlayed that into the seat has been by being not very effective city leaders can i tell you my favorite joe anderson thing before we move on to the other candidates we should probably someone in his office who i met uh, at labor conference last year told me that one of his big ambitions was to you know the liver bird the, the symbol of liverpool that sits on the, the customs house mm. and we're in this uh, trait in the, on in the liver building on the liver building yes and they're, they're, I don't know, they're probably six feet high, those things. Apparently, Joe Anderson wants to get one that's like 50 feet high and put it at the top of Everton Brow so it looks down over the city, terrifying children forevermore. Yeah, I mean, that's another reason why sort of Joe Anderson is sort of widely sort of viewed with suspicion among the Liverpool public. It's because he is... Wants very, to put a terrifying yeah, giant yeah, bird. That, he's into his grand projet, which is sort of like, you know, his big thing now is... Like, let's build a new stadium for Everton uh, at Bramley Moor Dock, which is, you know, objectively a good idea in terms of regeneration. But I think a lot a lot of people are saying, OK, why are you underwriting this project for hundred millions of pounds if you can't fund basic services? And obviously, the, the bottom line is, well, it's not his fault. It's their fault. They're, they're Tory governments. But yeah, and I mean, I do think... Try putting that on the back of it. One yeah. of the interesting things before we move on to the other candidates and is a bit of a side thing is I think... I can't believe I'm about to say something nice about about George Osborne, but one of the, the interesting differences between Cameron and May is Cameron and Osborne were, I think, interested in devolution in of itself, right? It wasn't just, where is it electorally useful for us? And actually, in terms of, of the dock, they've got um, they've got some posh hotel saying, and I can't remember the name of, in one of the warehouses. They've got another one that they're trying to regenerate. Actually, that would be a brilliant location for Channel 4 if you're going to move a large chunk of it outside of 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 um of london 
and yeah, that would be a, a great place for it to be, and it would be great for it. Where are they going to put it? The West Midlands, because they can win there. And that is solely the prism through which Theresa May sees all of this city devolution stuff. So I still think it's going to be interesting to see how much of that city agenda really survives in terms of what they can actually do, because she just doesn't seem as interested in like devolution as an instrument of social change. And the financial settlement for Liverpool City region isn't that handsome as it is. Yeah. Um, so I mean, Rotherham will be limited in that respect to what he can do. I think the most effective thing he can do is, you know, him and Burnham will have that sort of, you know, dynamic young-ish sort of we're not Tories sort of. They will become the yeah. de facto figureheads of the resistance. Yeah, I mean, it's always felt to me like one of the big things British mayors can do because they are quite constrained in their powers and funding is to kind of bang the drum for their city and just the bully pulpit thing, like. London's yeah, like and the GLC yeah. stuff uh, like and that. Yeah. Sadiq has been very good at being the London is open guy, and, and I can imagine Burnham and Rotherham doing that for the Northwest. Yeah, and, and and Joe has you know gone gone to China an awful lot, and you know that will continue. So, who else is in the race? Uh, so, Carl Cashman is the is going to come second, most likely. I I would put he's dozens the, of pounds on that. He Lib is Lib Dem. Yeah, he is uh, the uh, he's represent Prescott uh, in Nosley. Um, and then this is an indication of how badly the Tories think they're going to do. They're effectively running a paper candidate who ran in 2012 and 2016 against Joe Anderson in Liverpool and came off the top of my head, I think, fifth both times, um, called Tony Caldera. He's a cushion uh, magnate. magnate. Um, People need cushions. Well, yeah. I mean, Particularly in the, these hard days of Tory austerity, you need... You need all the cushioning. I don't think yeah. he can really run on that platform. No, <laughs> that would that would be. Well, you know, problem. people. You know, people where I live in Southport love the sort of Gigi cushion scene. So it, it, it is strange because I mean, again, if if I if I were, yeah, a conservative tactician, there are three seats that you would look at in the next election and think we can four actually we can think we could make something happen here: Sefton Central, uh, the Wirral seats. And Southport. So run someone who you're going to run in one of those seats, and just go. We are we are just going to try and win the election in whatever this seat is, right? Yeah. Because that's one of the things they did very well as a party uh, from about 2002 onwards is just having people running in seats and they wanted to win. I, I'm sorry, it just occurred to me half a few that explanation that what the Tories did in London in 2016 was the exact opposite of that when they ran a candidate who then proceeded to to lose his seat when he really didn't have to. God, I love that. It's like, you know, the, you know, the sort of confirmation bias thing, though, isn't it? They, I think they see the local Tory organisation there has seen Liverpool and have sort of done the arithmetic in their head and think, we're not going to win this. Why blow our load running Estimate Bay, for instance? But really, that makes sense. If, you, if you're Estimate Bay and you want to get in, back into Parliament, why would you not want to try and come a strong second in that contest? Yeah, keep your, name, keep your name in the papers, yeah, make exactly. sure. Mm. We're talking a lot about the horse race. What I don't have any sense of is what does... Do any of these people have policies? What, is, what are they offering Liverpool? What Rob, does Liverpool Robert mean Robert is them? big into apprenticeships and training. The Lib Dem platform is essentially sort of two fingers up at the whole model. They want a, a regional assembly for Merseyside for proper scrutiny of the mayor because they just think it's sort of a Joe Anderson mark to... Joe Anderson um, obviously presides over a council where there are four or five at the very maximum councillors who aren't Labour. So, I mean, their their argument is um, nobody cares about this, nobody knows about this, especially in, in the outer boroughs. And, you know, 
we if you don't like it neither do we vote for us and we'll give it some proper scrutiny sort of thing um the greens who knows and UKIP haven't even sent a candidate so UKIP don't even have a candidate no I mean it's not they'd have Paul Nuttall to reuse (laughs) this joke about him being a Tranmere footballer and I'm sorry even I just think it's so hackneyed now that I can't even finish my Paul Nuttall joke the bad bootle UKIP meth Paul Nuttall but at least when he says I'm from here I live here he wouldn't be lying I mean at least he is actually from Merseyside yeah something you know is that why he's not running? Right. It just goes against the grain, to be honest, about something. Yeah, well, and also that he'd probably be run out of town to rail if he tried to campaign in public. I mean, that would be fun, though. Yeah, it would. Be, be, I mean, more for us. He literally than for, would for never walk alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, we should be wrapping this up, but I'm going to... Rotherham's going to win. Yep. How much is he going to win by? Give me some numbers. He'll win by he'll win. There won't be a second. Is this this is done by supplementary vote, right? Yeah. yeah. So he'll win. He, there won't be a second round. Yeah, I think that's right. But like, are we talking fifty-two percent? Are we talking? I think he'll 60? win by twenty points. I think the Lib Dems will probably get that twenty-five percent that they vote they want. Partly because the thing that uh, I think is massively being un- underwritten in politics in general, particularly in all of these city region elections, is that diehard remain electorate which is looking towards the Lib Dems votes all the time, right? You know, the, the the people who get very angry on Twitter and go, look, I don't care what the people have done. I just want you to reverse it. Stop subtweeting me. I'm sorry. Yeah, and, uh, but, and, but, they, but you vote at every election, right? You, know, like yeah. you, you, are, you, you are significantly more powerful in a council or local or by-election than you are in a general election. And I think it's going... I think it is in completely plausible that you will have a situation, particularly if as I think is likely, Brexit does not go that well, where you have a pro-Leave Parliament, but every lower order election, the Remainers win by quite big margins. And this is, you know, the Lib Dems controlled Liverpool City Council till not that long ago, and they have a sort of vice-like grip on politics in Southport, one of the very few places that they do. Um, so it's not that big an ask for them to put in a very strong showing here. So do you think it's plausible, if this, assuming this post continues to exist could there come a point in four eight twelve years time where the Lib Dems are genuinely competitive I mean I just because eventually I I doubt it I think the problem is they'd need Labour to get back in power first oh well yeah that's not gonna Um, happen is it yeah but I mean I think yeah this is not the only factor with the SNP but in any area where where only someone can win you'll get the rise of something like Tower Hamlets first in my patch, or yeah, or save Kidderminster Hospital, or the Southport Party, the Southport Party, or whatever that Dorset Independent who actually ran one of them very close uh, in the 2015 election. Right, you get these local parties which basically express the fact that the local area is not well run, or in South End where it, until it was this hung Parliament dominated by independents in resistance to the Tory Party. In in a lot of Tory suburbs, it ends up being the residents' association, yeah, wasn't it? Who are, who are on the council? Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. effectively just Tories in terms of policy, but they're they're outside the party mechanism. Yeah, and and that that will happen in these mayoral elections in the next ten fifteen years. Uh, uh, my my expectation is one of Manchester, Liverpool, um, whatever the Avon one is called, West of, West England. of, West of England, which is another terrible stupid misnomer. Terrible misnomer. Yeah. It's tiny. 
It is. It's like the west of England. There's much more because you you think west of England, you think it's not going from Bristol to the Isles of Scilly, but it's it's not. Yeah, it is just a Greater Bristol Mare, isn't it? Basically. Yeah, yeah but they can never for the same reason it ended up as Merseyside rather than Greater Liverpool. It's because because places didn't want to be considered part of Greater Liverpool. But it's, it's, but it's not you know like you said before like you know in the selection there was a big factor of you know you get Burnham and you get Rotherham because you don't want a mayor who is of that city. Um, and this will be the case, especially for the outer boroughs. I think not in this contest, but say if there, if there, if there ever comes to be any great degree of public awareness about these positions, then the vote will fra- naturally fragment because I think people in Southport uh, and Holton will think, "Why have we got a scouser as our mayor? We 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 aren't scouts." Yeah. It's essentially the the bottom line here. And, and I think because the interesting thing that's happened with all of the devolved, in, so in the 2016 devolved elections, they all had the highest turnout than they'd ever had. Why? Because they'd been around for whatever many years it is 16 years right so as these things govern people become more aware of them the fascinating hypothetical is in 2008 ken livingston lost to boris johnson largely because labor were unpopular nationally obviously ken since then has made himself quite unpopular but i find it fascinating to imagine what would happen if you had a similar situation of popular london mayor unpopular labor party Oh, I realise Sadiq Khan may well provide us with this proof in 2020. But my instinct is is that might go better for Sadiq Khan than it did for Ken Livingston in 2008. You don't think Sadiq Khan's going to start talking about Hitler all the time? Who knows? So far, he's the only person to be mayor of London who hasn't talked about Hitler a great deal. So I'm just saying, clearly there's a structural issue here. We'll see you next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.